Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. He's the co-host of Locked On Guardians and the Guardians of the Future podcast, writer for next year in Cleveland, the one and only Justin Latta. Justin, thanks for hopping on, man. Got some baseball with you. Absolutely. Now, I, it's funny. I, I say you're everywhere in terms of writing, podcasting. You were also at the uh, the face-off on the lake. So yeah, I'm, I'm just actually following you at this point. Wherever you go, I'm going. Because <laughs> I'm just like, I see you there, and, I, and you, you, you know, you're like, hey, John, I'm like, whoa, like, we, we just keep running into each other. You are everywhere. Do a great job, of course. Uh, the, the first thing I wanted to touch on, of course, was, well, what storylines for spring training? Because it sort of feels like a quiet time for the Guardians. Nothing really happening. And then maybe not a bombshell, but pretty significant news that came down the wire today. Daniel Espino, he's going to be out for eight weeks. And then Chase DeLauder might miss most of the season with an injury. Those are two high-end prospects. And Espino, a guy that arguably could be in the Guardians pitching rotation maybe towards the end of this year or 2024, He's going to be out, and DeLauder, a top 10 prospect. What do you make of, of that news? And now how does the pitching prospect pool really uh, weigh in right now, weigh out? Like how how does the Espino injury affect some, th- some things with the Guardians? Yeah, no news was probably the best news at that point, right? Yeah. Now, it's, now it's not the same. Uh, the Espino thing is especially concerning because he had the knee injury after 18 dominant innings at AA last year. Uh, he had the knee injury, and then that led to a shoulder injury. They're hoping for a clean bill of health coming into the season, and now the, the shoulder has popped up again. And shoulders are, you know, probably just as troublesome, if not more so, than even elbows. And that's unfortunate for him. And you're talking about a guy who is a workout warrior, a guy who takes very good care of his body and stretches meticulously and, and works on his body, and still unable to avoid the health issues. And that's, you know, a big reason why a lot of teams, I think were shy about drafting him his, his draft year and Cleveland took the risk and it looked like it was going to pay off. And so far it has not. So yeah, the pitching tree is kind of shaken up a little, you know, he is due to be put on a 40 man roster by the end of the season because his rule five eligibility comes up this December. So given how they played things last year with the rookies, they, they got a lot of those guys onto the roster during the season and got them big league time. So you could have thought that he was due for the same treatment this year and could have been an option late in the season, and he still could be, but it's going to depend how they, they play it coming back. You know, it's like you said, it's eight weeks and, you know, you hope there's no lingering effects. You hope that he's able to, to kick the problem, but it's certainly going to affect how things work there. You still have Gavin Williams and Tanner Bybee who are healthy. And, you know, that's a good thing for the pitching ranks and Logan Allen's healthy and 
you've got some other guys in AAA as well. The other thing, definitely unfortunate because, you know, his last season in college was truncated because of the same foot injury. Now he's having surgery on the same foot, and you're hoping to see him play for the first time since last spring. You know, now at best you're talking like July or August. So that's unfortunate to have, you know, two of your first-round picks in the last, what, four or five seasons now are, are missing significant time yeah. coming into a very important season. Yeah, I, I do want to touch because you mentioned the two names I was going to touch on a little later, but it brings it up now. Bybee and Williams right now with Espino on the shelf for a little bit. Who do you rank higher? Because I, I follow your rankings and everything like that. At the beginning of last year, Bybee I don't even think was even near the same conversation as Williams, Espino. But things obviously changed last year. So who do you who do you rank better? Who do you think is better? I saw both firsthand last summer, but I want your thoughts. Yeah, I, I would go with Bybee right now. He's kind of wow. the whole package. There's yeah. there's the control, and I actually had him number one uh, coming into the spring just because you know he has the clean bill of health. There's no health issues back there. You know, you saw what he did last year, just working on his velocity, and that really helped him take his t- other pitches to another level. He didn't lose any of his control, and yeah, he wasn't really on any radars. Like there was some buzz in spring training, like, hey, this guy that was a you know fifth round pick or whatever was. Um, throw in 97 or 96 in spring training, and he was 90-93 in college, and they're like, oh, Cleveland did it again with another pitching prospect, and then you know, he comes out for the course of the season, does it again. And Gavin Williams was, was just as dominant last year. I just think the reason is Gavin Williams also had a, a few injury bugs in college, and he had some control issues, whereas Bybee did not. So to me, Bybee's just the whole package right now where he has gotten better with all this stuff. The velocity is there. He held it all season. And he doesn't have any, you know, right for right now, any any uh, injury bugs in the past. And you hope that stays true. But, yeah, that's why I kind of think right now he is both the safest option and also he has considerably raised the ceiling on his profile due to a lot of his own hard work. It's it's quite amazing just because a fifth-round pick, Williams' first round, all the hype. And Bybee, uh, and, and you know this firsthand, a guy, like you said, wasn't on a lot of radars and now – yeah, he's that guy right now that that that's gonna probably keep ascending in the minor league ranks, and all because of that velocity jump. So that was that was awesome to see. Uh, in terms, because we've just touched on the starting pitching, what storyline do you think will emerge from this spring training? I, there was a couple shows uh, last week on the station that was like, well, it's sort of quiet right now. There's nothing like, oh, who's gonna win the shortstop battle or or. Or, oh, who's going to be the third pitcher? Like, there is a lot that feels decided, but do you think there's a storyline that may emerge out of this year's spring training? Yeah, I think it's really going to be the bench and how they work some of the younger guys into the lineup because most of the positions are spoken for, right? Your left side of your infield is taken care of. It seems like they're pretty content to go into the season with an Ed Rosario as a shortstop and let that play out how it might. And, you know, if they're in contention, there's no reason to trade him. Uh, it's the last year of his contract, and Andre Jimenez was the cold, cold, you know, a great second baseman at the All-Star team. So everything's kind of settled there. I think it's going to be how do they handle the DH spot versus lefties because you could put Josh Bell at first base against left-handers and, and sit Josh Naylor potentially, and you have a spot open there. You have right field with between you know Will Brennan and Oscar Gonzalez. There's a report that you know Gabriel Arias and now Tyler Freeman are both going to see some time in the outfield to see how that works for them. So to me, really, it's how they decide on the bench and how they decide to play the young guys. They have to figure out backup catcher, so that's going to be a storyline. 
most of the spring training with Bo Naylor being gone for the World Baseball Classic and, and probably wanting him to start at AAA to begin with. So you might not see him until, you know, May or June, depending on how things shake out. So figuring out a backup catcher will definitely be a storyline. And, yeah, just the overall bench, how they work kids. You know, they, 17 rookies last year made their debut. I don't think you'll see as many this year. If you do, then that's a sign of a whole lot of other weird things at play. But um, bench, you know, bench spots are strange. Usually those are occupied by veterans or guys who have specific roles, you know, like platoon players. But they don't really have that. They have a bunch of young guys that got playing time last year. They have a bunch of young guys still looking to break through and get their first consistent major league playing time. But the 40-man roster is filled with guys like that. So how they find playing time to break these guys into the majors find roles for them and, and just move them around and then try to figure out how the pieces sit throughout the season while, you know, trying to win another division. So that's going to be an interesting way to, to see how spring training goes when you're moving guys a lot of positions. John Vicari here on 92.3 The Fans. Justin Latta, our guest. All guests appear on the North Olmstead Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram Hotline. Justin, of course, with Locked On Guardians. Guardians of the future next year in Cleveland. You touched on Bo Naylor in the World Baseball Classic. He said to reporters at Guards Fest that this was, in aspects, a group decision. He wouldn't go if he didn't believe that the coaches thought that was in his best interest. Does this hurt or help him? Because he obviously has to, I would say, get to a not major league level playing form, but you're he's got to be ready. He can't be uh, a spring training or going through the workouts uh, at that World Baseball Classic, Canada is going to want him to produce. So do you think this expedites the process of him emerging for that backup catcher position? Or because he's not with the Guardians for that 13-day span, it hurts him? I, I don't think he was going to start the season in the majors to begin with, whether he was going to play in the World Baseball Classic or not. I think they wouldn't wanted him to get some more seasoning in AAA anyway. Um, I mean, he could have easily forced their hand and done something in spring training, but I think they expect Mike Zanito to catch the bulk of the innings of the season and, you know, bring Naylor along slowly. And, and he could have played some DH. He could have, I don't know if he's moved around other positions, but he could at least have DH'd and, and worked his way in as, as part of a platoon. But I think that was all expected to happen maybe sometime, you know, in the middle of the season anyway. So I don't think it made much of a difference. It certainly doesn't help. I mean, the only, only two pitchers he's going to get to work with that he would have worked with in Arizona, in Arizona with – the team would have been Cal Quantrill, who's also pitching for Team Canada, and Cade Smith, one of the other prospects who made Team Canada for the World Baseball Classic. So not being there and not working with the pitchers, not that he doesn't have, obviously, an extensive history of some of the younger guys, but you know he probably hasn't caught Shane Bieber a ton or Tristan McKenzie a ton recently. So not working with those guys, I think, probably is a bit of a detriment, but I don't think this really hurts his timeline at all. I think he was going to hopefully get the call if things went well in AAA in May or June and, and take that backup role and figure out how they work him in anyway. So I don't think there's any different effects for it. It could be good competition-wise, but it certainly probably doesn't help in making the team out of the gate. Yeah, I'm, I am looking forward to the World Baseball Classic in general, but also to see how he does. And I don't know, I, I have an inkling that he's going he's gonna to have quite a role come maybe July or August, but it, it's remained to be seen. They gave Zanino money for a reason. To the Major League Club now, Fangraphs put out their projections, and I thought it was intriguing that the American League Central, Guardians, of course, are the favorites, but they regard the Twins and the Guardians as the closest two-team race of any division in baseball, more so than the NL East. They think the the Braves have a, a wider gap with the Phillies and the Mets 
than the Guardians do with the Twins. Do you think the Twins are that close? Is your expectation Guardians winning the division this year? Yeah, I, I think there's a reason to expect them to win the division. I mean, they did it last year, and now the pressure is going to be on for them to repeat. I think they still have the best pitching in the division, and if they can conceivably find a way to get their best pitching, pitching prospects into the majors, into the rotation, they could improve their rotation considerably, or they can go out and make a trade. They certainly have the pieces to go out and add to the rotation. Um, the Twins improved their rotation over the offseason a little bit, too. You know, they grabbed Pablo Lopez from the Marlins, and they have like a rotation of guys that are like mostly, what, twos, threes. Joe Ryan's pretty good. They have a couple other guys in that rotation that are good, but uh, I feel like they're not as, they're just about as good as they were a year ago. You know, they got Carlos Correa back after that whole free agency saga, so it's going to be a tight race for sure. I think Cleveland probably has better high-end pitching, but the Twins might have better major league pitching depth. Like their their four or five might be better than the back of Cleveland's rotation right now, but that could certainly change. I think it's going to be a close race, but yeah, you could, there's no reason not to expect Cleveland to win the division. It's They're going to be pressed a lot harder, you know, being the, the hunted versus the hunter certainly changes things, especially for a young team that could see some regression. But, yeah, they're going to be expected to win the division after what they did last year. Looking forward to the season. Looking forward to read and listen to your work. What do you got coming up? Anything uh, story-wise you want to you want to plug here? Yeah, I actually just dropped the first scouting report uh, on our top prospect rankings over at Next Year in Cleveland. Uh, today was the scouting report on Will Dion. We'll have all those coming out in spring training as, as the season starts. All the scouting reports on, I think we have 57 prospects ranked this year. So wow. full scouting reports on all 57 guys. Well, just I'll tell you, you made my summer job easier. Uh, your writing's great. Podcasting's great. And you're a great dude as well. Appreciate you having or appreciate you coming on here with me on The Fan. Justin, thanks. Yeah, thank you, John. Appreciate it. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.